I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Friday. We got a lot to talk about today. Glutard, that's uh, gluten-free, by the way. Lifestyles, you should eat cookie dough. I'll explain that. How to handle angry people. Mission Impossible Fallout. Captain Picard is returning. And not to mention, I know, the Mullinator returns. That's Dr. Rob Dog to you, by the way. He's got stories of insane patients and cavity searches. Not those kind of cavity searches. No, you sick. Let's rock it. cavity searches that's when you go around with a little you know tool and say poke poke, poke. oh poke. well that molar looks good no no cavity I, there I, I think you on the last time i was on here you made a joke about a cavity search and i think it went right over my head it did uh, yeah yeah did. I, I, I listened to the to the thing i was like oh oh wait i just missed a joke i can't i can't believe that <laughs> you, went over you missed an it's, opportunity it's, it's too many years doing clinical work and it's like a cavity search and i felt i thought about it too literally yeah you know yeah. and so that's that's what happens when you're when you're you're working too hard you do wear gloves you lose though, your right? sense of humor <laughs> oh, well i know you wear gloves you right so uh, you could literally eh, walk in and say like, like no nah, i'm just kidding I, <laughs> don't even wash your hands you know <laughs> that's when you walk in and you're like all right, it's time for your cavity search. Patient's like, oh, no. You're just like, give me some hand sanitizer. I'm good. Do, do or like, or as, as as my daughter says, hand-sitizer. Hand-sitizer. Yeah, I always like that. I, actually, cool. actually, I say that now. Can you have me some hand-sitizer? I mean, uh, hand sanitizer. Hand-sitizer. Hand-sitizer. I like that. So what you do is you it's, like. It's easier to say. You grab some hand-sitizer, and then you put it on your neck in a like, cologne, and then you just go for it. You don't even like clean your hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just get right into their mouth with dirty hands. Yeah, it's worth the contact dermatitis, I tell you what. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, and you don't wear a mask either, right? It's just like breathe in, whatever you breathe in, halitosis. Fresh air. It's Colorado air. Mm. Why would you want to wear a mask, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although, hey, Californians, we're getting all your freaking fires. Yeah, and your smoke. Yeah, and your smoke, yeah. Could and you, your people. Stop you, sending them here. Could you, oh, that's kind of rude. Yeah. I, can, can you please stop smoking all that, whatever you're smoking over there? Uh, and no, I'm kidding. You know, I, I feel really bad because our California listeners did not start the fire and neither did Billy Joel. So, you know, it's, it's fine, but I still feel bad because every time I go outside, I mean, literally I feel bad. I, I walk outside. It's an action alert, meaning it's unhealthy air for mm-hmm. people. You walk outside, you're thinking it's all good. It's clean. It's, it's clean Colorado air. And then the next day you feel like crap because you've been inhaling smoke mm-hmm. while you're outside. Yeah. And your your allergies are particularly bad. I I yeah. luckily don't suffer from those as much, but this year's been a really bad year. Usually it's not this yeah. bad. This yeah. has been a man. So, more tea, more more healthy things. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of tea, I went to Happy Lucky's Tea to find out if their Earl Grey, which was their Madam Grey, which was a blend of like Earl Grey cream, Earl Grey, Lady Grey, all the you know all the mm-hmm. famous ones out there. I got some. What did you think? It was good. Yeah. It was it was excellent. Yeah. I was feeling a little more posh today, so you know, I decided posh, to yeah. get some Madame Grey. May I have some Madame Grey, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, <laughs> it was really good. I tried it too, actually, and I feel kind of uh, like I have to throw away my man card to be drinking Madame Grey. But I thought you tossed that out a long time. No. 
I no, thought, no, I thought no, we burned no. it, right? No, 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 no. I, I've framed it. Now I've, your, your I've nerd like card, laminated. is that still intact? Are you kidding? Okay. Are you kidding? Cause I'm going to say something today. I might have to throw away my nerd card. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Dr. Rob dog. You, you'll never be able to throw away your nerd drop, card. Drop dog. Drop. <laughs> drop dog. <laughs> so Dr. Rob dog combined is what you're saying. Drop dog. Yeah, sure. I like that. Yeah. We're going to call you a drop dog. You know, I'm trying to come up with ways to, you know, to say a few drop dog. Uh, syllables, you know, like instead of hand, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like hand sanitizer. Instead of Dr. Rob, I should say drop drop dog. It's I just, like it. It's, it's easier. Right? Let me ask you this. Okay. We never got to talk about this two weeks ago when you were on the show and I'm a little disappointed about this because yeah, so am I. you and I, when you were in dentistry school, you and I talked about a really unique way to create a dental practice that would be unlike anything you've ever seen and would actually draw people. I know it. I know for a fact, little known fact to those of you here listening to the show, drop dog here is I mean, he is Batman. He's like the number one Batman fan I've ever met. I mean, some of you out there might be thinking, no, no, no. I'm the number one Batman fan. No, really. I, I think you'd, you'd be surprised. You pretty much put all Batman fans to shame from what I have seen in life. I mean, you know, you are Batman. Let's just put it that okay. way. Oh, yeah. And Captain Glutard, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm a schizophrenic. I've got multiple personalities. <laughs> well, isn't that different? And it's clinical, too. I got diagnosed in dental school. Yeah. A right. schizophrenic? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. It loves breed variety at the practice. I like know? that. Well, you know, instead I, of it just being, I wonder what it's going to be like today. It's going to be just same dry. Nope. No. Nope. Ooh, he's got the Batman today. Okay. Oh, he's, he's something I haven't seen before. He's the professional today. Yeah. He's the <laughs> psycho today. Just, it, just, just look at the Google reviews. They're all over the place. Yeah, Dr. Bates, <laughs> Dr. Norman Bates. Can you please report to the, uh, the psych ward? Uh, you are Batman. Well, so here's the thing. My idea, maybe you will be as rich as Batman. If you actually take One this day. idea to heart, Create a dental office that is the bat cave. I mean, <laughs> transform the inside of it to be the bat cave. You've got the rock walls. Yeah. You walk in and there is a literal. You got to have the actual pick your favorite Batmobile replica sitting there on one of those rotating. That's a good one. You got, a, you got a lot to pick from. Yeah. You've got What's, the bat suits. Now, what is your favorite? What is your favorite rend- rendition of the Batmobile? That's a good. That's oh, a good the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. That one's, that one's just good. awesome. I know the tumblers cool, but that one was awesome. So I'm going to go with that. But dude, could you imagine having a Batmobile on a turntable with mm-hmm. all the suits and you walk in and you like you literally fly in <laughs> and you've got the suit on. And you're like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Let's get into your mouth. Storm's coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rachel, that would be your, your dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. Rachel, mm-hmm. Get Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> People would come from all over the place. <laughs> Especially they, here they, in Colorado, they, they're coming they for the weed they and would. they're coming for your dentist office. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to need some weed before they go into that, <laughs> which, which is a Wait, good. I thought you had the laughing gas stuff. What's that? Nitrous oxide. Yeah, we can just yeah. let that go through the ventilation system, right? Yeah. <laughs> everybody's it's just, legal. Everybody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> is that my version of the Joker gas? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, worry, the Joker just came in. It's just, it's just the Joker gas. That's it. Your right? anesthesiologist is dressed as the Joker. Oh, that, they that's, come in, that's really, you're like, yeah. let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Gosh, we're going to extract your molars. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm-hmm. Just don't bring your kids there. No, that's the whole point. <laughs> the whole point? The whole point is that it's family friendly. Well, I think, yeah, as I walk in, they'll be good. But then as I, you know, zoom Batman in. Batman family dentistry. <laughs> I think I have to pay royalties for that, too. Oh my gosh. I don't know if it's worth the cost. Oh, it's be so funny. Yeah. Come on. Hey, you got to admit, this is it, a million dollar idea. Yeah. If you put up the capital, dollar. I'll do it. Yeah. You're the one that's making all the dough here. <laughs> You're a doctor. I don't make this kind of money here. 
I do this for I dude. I pay to do this show. That's true. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Under the table, right? Well, at least, at least I'm paying you. Under the table, Everything's right? under the table. But yeah. We got fan mail for you. <laughs> this doesn't happen very often. All right. Sweet. So I actually I have some. Uh, hold on. There we go. All right. So first of all, first one comes in. Love that dentist. <laughs> That's nice. That was so helpful learning about how to take care of my teeth. Oh, precious. That's great. That's all um, I know. So Dr. Rob dog saved my life and my smile. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's see. I'll never drink soda again. That's good. Uh, that dentist sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was your comment. I think I got a oh, letter from you shoot. saying that exact same thing. Oh, yeah, that was mine. Sorry. All right, yeah. uh, Dr. Rob dog's love for retro video games and dentistry gets me up in the morning. All right. Thanks for coming on and making the show great. The real Brian is nice and all, but Dr. Rob dog took this show to a whole new level. In fact, he can talk the whole time and TRB can just listen. That's rude. Um, I want more dentist stories from Dr. Rob dog. And uh, well, that's, that's it. There you have it. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe we'll share some stories. Maybe we won't. Let's mm-hmm. just see where we get today. But you know, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the hate mail to come in. Oh, because well. usually uh, dentists don't get too many, too many fan mail. You know, we might get a good, Google review every now and then you're a pain in the mouth kind of thing. Yeah. You get stuff like that. Yeah. Google you know. review comes in, you know, that dentist extracted my tooth. Mm-hmm. Angry one star. It actually bled. I couldn't believe it. <sighs> yeah. yeah. That, that, that happens. Yeah. Speaking of anger, 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 let's just hit on this right now, but then it's going to lead into some really cool stuff and we'll talk about, you know, some happy stuff today. I already gave you a little bit of an overview of what we need to talk about, but I'm going to keep this positive because that's what we do here on the real Brian show. But I think it's something that is worth addressing. And here's why I know I'm not the only one here, but people are angry. There's a lot of anger right now in this world, especially in this country for, I mean, there are some valid reasons and there are some reasons I'm like, why, what is going on? Why are we so angry? I mean, I get anger, but why are we so angry? I've been experiencing a lot of, of let me rephrase that I've been a recipient. That's the best way to put it. I've been a recipient of people's anger Mm -hmm. really, especially over the last year, but even recently too. And I'm just like, what, what is going on? What did I do to this person? I don't even know. Like, I I don't know what I did to deserve that kind of thing. It's one thing. If I walk up to you and I punch you in the face and you get angry and you punch me back, well, duh. All right. But when you're just walking along the road and somebody just, you know, unleashes on you Mm -hmm. and you're going, why? here's the advice that I have, have read and you know, you see this and it's that, you know, you just need to let it all go, you know, Oh, well move on. Now there's truth to that. There's the, the issue of saying that if you, you know, hold on to that anger and Mm -hmm. you're like, why is this person angry at me? And you know, they probably already forgotten about you. Well then it's only harming you. Right. So letting it go is a good piece of advice. But then again, if you're stuffing it down, And just being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I just got beaten up and verbally assaulted, but I'm good. Everything's fine. You know, the world is great. It's a nice day. (laughs) You know, praise Captain Picard. There are times where on the outside, everyone's like, man, you you look great. Everything's great. I'm like, yeah, but on the inside, man, I'm hurting right now because people have hurt me recently. And I don't know why, but it has been through anger. So I think there's something that we need to all do is we need to be real, right? It is the real Brian show. After all, we need to be real. There's anger. We've been hurt. It's there. But how do we handle this in a healthy way that is, you know, still making a positive impact on our own life, but also the lives around us, you know, the world around us, that kind of thing, because, well, it's just everywhere. You know, there's, there's things that I'm hearing recently. People are sharing articles with me. People are wanting to have conversations about certain things that are going on out there right now, which I'm not even going to bring it up, 
but there's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. There's a lot politically. There's a lot going on in Hollywood. There's a lot going on in other areas and you hear about it. And of course mm-hmm. the media's they're the ones that are perpetuating it. Mm-hmm. And so people want to talk about it. I think talking about it is good to an extent. It depends on how we're going to talk about it. Yeah. If we're going to sit there and complain about it and just get more and more angry, then we're doing nothing. You know, we're just, we're just ranting about nothing. So how do we handle this? I mentioned earlier that Captain Picard is returning. Uh, Have you read the news? I know, but Ariel will be very, very excited about this. Okay. So, so. so he just announced this week, I believe it was, that Patrick Stewart is returning to a new Star Trek series Yeah, as Jean-Luc Picard. And it is going to take place 20 to 25 years after Star Trek Nemesis. So okay. I'm assuming he's actually, I, I, at first I thought this was going to be an animated series because all the actors were quote too old to play their normal characters. But now they're saying, no, no, it's actually going to be the age of these actual actors. So they're going to come back and it's going to be live action. Oh, well, we don't know much yet. But one thing that I read that I was really, really impressed with, and it goes right along with this conversation is that he said he has been blown away in the entire time doing Star Trek. And what's amazing to me is that, you know, here's a Broadway Shakespearean actor, you know, who did not do TV because it was beneath him. Mm-hmm. Hoity toity, you know, Star Trek, this, uh, this, uh, you know, raising. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, and yeah. then it wasn't until, I, I don't know, a couple seasons in that he realized, well, I can't believe I thought that like Star Trek is so powerful. And, you know, the friends he made through it, the mm-hmm. impact that he's had, he was talking about how surprised he was the fan mail, you know, yeah. they were joking about fan mail yeah. that fans have said that captain Picard was an inspiration to them. He was a light to them mm-hmm. in hard times. Yeah. And so he's talking about that, you know, hit one of his agreements to come back as captain Picard is to continue to be that light to us. And he said, you know, especially right now in these quote dark times, we need a light. And so we want to bring mm-hmm. Picard back in that sense. And I just thought this is great. I mean, that was Gene Roddenberry's vision from the beginning. Yeah. You've heard his story. He was a cop for eight years to try to, you know, do good and help culture didn't work. So he created a utopian. This was what I think we should be. And he created Star Trek as an inspiration to people. And that's exactly what it's been. So using Captain Picard as an example of, you know, hey, he's going to be a light in these dark times. How can we do that too? How can we be this change? And I mean, I'm asking the question too, because like I said, being a recipient of anger, and really just kind of shaking my head going, I don't understand what's going on here, but it does impact me. I can't just brush it off when somebody, you know, verbally assaults me and does things like that. I mean, you, you know, you do your best, but it does hurt. And eventually it does get to you. Mm-hmm. How do you handle it? How do you not let it get to you and affect you and change you for the worse? How do you not participate in the complaining rants that are going on outside right now? How do you not participate in you know, trying to find the dirt on every single person out there right now and trying to, I mean, there's so much hate going on. There's so much slinging of mud. There's so Mm -hmm. much hurt that's happening right now. How do we not let that get to us and let that become part of us Mm -hmm. and part of our actions? How do we be that change and how do we inspire others to do the same? Because if somebody's going to go out there and complain about, you know, what's going on in politics and what's going on in Hollywood and what's going on everywhere else, I can't convince them necessarily to change their way if they're just flaming mm-hmm. angry about it. Right. But can I be an inspiration so that maybe they just kind of in the corner of their eye go, Oh, that person over there is doing something. Hmm. That's different. Maybe I should do that too, mm-hmm. but I didn't talk to them. I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm cause you know, that's just going to make them angrier. 
If I try to convince them, you know, to do that, like stop being so angry. And then they get angry, you know, <laughs> so that's not going to work. Just stop. Yeah. You suck. Just man. don't worry about it. Yeah. You're a negative chode. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we, how do we do this? Any thoughts? I don't know the answer either. I'm asking. I think, unfortunately, people's personal lives have entered our personal lives literally in on a daily basis on our phones, on our computers, basically with the advent of social media. And I think that we had a very idealistic view of social media when it first came out. You know, when Facebook really started to emerge in the early 2000s, I think it was around 2004, 2005, when it started to really kind of enter the the mind and the, I guess the market of the generation of mm-hmm. which it was impacting basically at that time. And we were like, oh, this is great. We're going to get to know each other better. We're always going to be in contact, you know, and it's good. We're gonna, you know, always going to know what's going on and it's just going to help us understand each other more and more. But the problem is, is that as humans, you know, we have a lot of good, but we also have a lot of baggage and oh, yeah. a lot of dirt and yeah. we fling that dirt a lot. And so, you know, inevitably, yeah, we're going to be able to talk about the cool stuff and everything, but you're also going to get the dirt. I think that's what we're seeing a lot on social media. And we're so inundated now just on Facebook. We're also inundated on Twitter and we're also inundated on YouTube and just Google in general. And then also just on the basic mainstream media and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we just need to turn off the social media. I got off of it a little while back because I got a little bit tired of it. It was kind of negatively impacting me at at that point. Yeah. And uh, there are other reasons as well, but not everybody is a positive person. And I think you realize that very, very quickly. Sure. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like because it's so impersonal, it's just a tweet. It's just a statement. You know, we've all said things we regret, which really... Oh yeah. You know, it comes from a time when maybe things were down and it doesn't, it's not a good accurate reflection of, you know, of who we were sure. um, of who we actually are. Other times it can be, but it's very easy to get clouded in that mindset because it's just a statement, you know, and we take that mm-hmm. out of context and we attribute that, that that's who you are the rest of your life. And oh, it's I know. very easy to see somebody through the prism of social media when that's really not a good way to judge somebody. Sure. So that bothers me. And yeah. I feel like we're so quick to judge. And because of that, we kind of erupt in anger. Sure. And uh, we're kind of short with each other nowadays. I found that when we judge people, it's usually look in the mirror. Yeah. You know? Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, and I've said this before on the show and I, I, I firmly believe this. I'm going to say it again. I wish I wish I could make people believe this. But again, this, you know, you just can't mm-hmm. you can't do that. So all I can do is inspire people to believe this. But I firmly believe that everyone has made mistakes. I don't judge people anymore by the mistakes they make because we've all done it. We all still do it. It's not about the mistakes you make. It's what you do with it's what you do from there. Yeah. You make the mistake. Do you realize, and that was not maybe the best choice in the world. Mm -hmm. Do you change your behavior and do you try to do better and continually Mm -hmm. try to do better and better and better and better? Or do you just kind of shove that mistake under the rug and say, Oh, well I'm gonna do it again. I don't care. Yeah. That's different. You know, if somebody makes a mistake, doesn't care, keeps doing it. Well, now we've got a problem. Now it's it's not a judgment as much as it is we need to deal with this behavior or we need to walk away from this person. You know what I mean? Because it's not healthy. But if a person makes a mistake, looks back and goes, oh man, that was dumb. You know, I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, then why are we judging that person for the mistake they made 10 years ago or 12 years ago or, you know, back in high school? I just heard something about a guy who made some comments back in, in his, his high school years. Yeah. And now all these years later is having to apologize for it. And I'm like, he was a kid. Yeah. Come on. Like, is he doing it now? No. Does he feel bad about it? Yeah. Then why does he, why are we forcing him to apologize? Like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. 
He's a different person now. You know, he's older. He's figured these things out. Give me a break. If he's still doing it, that's a totally different story, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to get people to not look at the mistakes people make, but to look at who they are today and what kind of, you know, strides forward are they making? To me, again, that's that's the testament of character, yeah. not the mistake they made. Mm-hmm. I don't get it too because, you know, some of the most inspirational stories are the ones where people were down in the dumps. They were yeah. making horrible mistakes and they realized what they were doing and they had a revelation and they completely did a 180. I know. And those are inspirational. But now almost it's gotten to the point where our culture is judging you on things. You made a mistake. 20 years ago yeah. or a tweet that you made 10 years ago. That's you now. And you should be judged based on that thing you did 10 yeah. years ago when it well, is that an accurate reflection of my character now? But people don't care about that. And that's no. the problem. And I do believe that's kind of where some of the anger is coming from is people are feeling judged on a daily basis. But it's breeding kind of a culture. Oh, there's so much hate. There's so much hate. It's like, well, that's just human nature, unfortunately. And unfortunately, it's being recorded now on and it's just building and building and building. And people are getting a skewed perspective like this is something new, but it's not. Yeah. This is human nature just kind of amplified and we've gotten more close, but however, it's also driving us apart at the same time. Yeah. I think you said it right there is that, you know, unfortunately it is human nature, you know, having the anger, having the, we're all going to make mistakes. We're going to continue to make mistakes. We're all going to be stupid. We're all going to mm-hmm. have anger. You know, nobody is perfect. So it's like, again, okay. we're allowed to change our mind. Yeah, I know. And, and it, yeah, exactly. You said it yourself that, it's the escalation of the anger that's happening because it's being presented to us. Now, if we were not on social media and we were not watching the news and anything the media was putting out, would we even know about this anger? No, I wouldn't. I didn't even know about some of the stuff that just came out in the news this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was like a couple weeks ago. I think it was back in July or whatever. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, hey, look, we want to talk about this. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I don't watch the news, though. And you know what? Had you not brought it up to me, I would have never known about it which case I would not have known about anger issues and other things that are going on. So, you know, in that case, ignorance kind of is bliss. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it really is. It's, Everything is amplified now. Everybody's actions yeah. are amplified. Unfortunately, online, a lot of times there's just no context too. So it's, yeah. ru- you know, routinely taken out of context. And yeah. that only adds to people's anger and confusion. Because they be like, why are you saying that? Well, I didn't mean it that way. Yes, you did. And it just goes on and on and on. And this is, and this is why you have to be very, very careful. And we all know that, you know, the written word when we're texting people or messaging people hands down is the best way to communicate, right? Oh yeah. We totally know each other's intentions. Let's have a debate via text, right? Totally. You yelled at me because I use all caps. Oh, I accidentally let the caps lock on. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, just, Oh my gosh. You know, wars have started over, you know, written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad. And, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I've lost friendships over texts and I don't even know why. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue. I actually tried to talk to them and they wouldn't. So I was like, okay, well, I Again, just lost it's just that caps lock key. You got to be careful. I know. You got to be very careful. This is why I love doing podcasts. You can hear the inflection in my voice. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to see my body language, but I think you have a pretty good idea where I'm coming from based on how I present myself. Yeah. And I'm trying to be as accurate and real as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like being here in the studio too, other than looking at your beautiful face. Well, I like to I see appreciate inflections that. and be able to figure out what I'm supposed to do next. You know? exactly. Usually I'm just kind of clueless. I'm like, uh, who, uh, who is Q, 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 Q drop dog. Is this Uh-oh. on? <laughs> yeah. It goes back to that old adage. What you fill your mind with. Yeah. You will become. Yeah. This is another reason why I don't watch certain TV shows and Mm -hmm. somebody goes, why don't you watch that show? Mm -hmm. Because I know that if I fill my mind with it, it will come out of me somehow. Yeah. And I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to sacrifice who I am, who the the best potential me is. Right. Mm -hmm. 
It's not like I don't want to compete with being someone else. I want to be the best version of myself. And if I'm filling myself with stuff that's going to create a negative or lesser version of myself, then what's the point? Oh, well, because it's a scandal and you should know what's going on in the world. That's BS, man. There's always that's a cop scandals. out. Yeah, there's always something wrong. And and that's the thing. It's like, do we continually inundate ourselves ourselves with just this negative news? There's a lot of good going on, too. Yes. It's not all. Uh, it's It's just. There's not, a lot of wonderful it's things not going hellfire on. Hellfire all the time. No. no, it's there's a lot of good. There's a lot of uh, really great things going on. There's a lot of uh, forces for good out there. Yeah, but it's getting drowned out it because is. again, it's kind of we're we're breeding a culture of negativity. The scandal sells, man. I've been actually coached in the past by various people that I should become more polarized on my show and that I should draw the line in the sand and just mm-hmm. rant about stuff because I will draw listenership. Mm-hmm. Well, that is very true, but then I would be sacrificing who I am and what I believe, mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen on the mm-hmm. show. So, you know, you even reminded me of this yesterday, which I appreciate because, you know, this conversation we're having right now, I was going to share something that you convinced me not to share, and I'm glad you did because it would have been a bad thing. It would have been compromising my values and also the mission of the show. There's so much good going on. There are so many wonderful things going on, and if we fill our minds with that, yeah. Well, then I, I believe, at least in my experience anyway, we're going to be inspired to want to be more like that. And we're going to go do things like mm-hmm. that. And we're going to impact. You know, it's so funny. I have people who complain about the environment all the time. I mean, we're in Colorado. I cannot tell you how many people are consistently complaining about, oh, you know, it's global warming and, you know, human caused climate change and everything's changing and all oh, the world's going to hell. We're going to burn up, you know, this, the hellfire Fire and brimstone. And brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like. And the irony is that half these people are driving, you know, suburbans and pickup trucks and, you know, they don't recycle because oh, well, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have time to recycle, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You need to be the change, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're sitting here yelling at me and complaining. It's so funny. We drive a hybrid and a PZEV, which is a really, really environmentally mm-hmm. friendly engine. I yeah. bike as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We are psychotic about recycling and not throwing away crap. Mm-hmm. I don't burn styrofoam anymore. I'm kidding. I never did. Um, <laughs> Sarah loves that one. I'm like, hey, I've got some styrofoam. Let's go have a fire pit. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. Now those leaves s'mores. that you burned and you know, you torched the other building over there. We got to talk about that. Well, but. that was an accident. Yeah, I know. I know. People love to complain. Yeah, but it's, they don't want to change and they don't want to inspire others to change. And so I think the thing that maybe I'm getting from our conversation here is that we're not going to change the media. We're not going to change what's going on in social media. Mm-hmm. We're really not. We're not going to convince people to stop complaining and ranting about stuff. What we can do, though is we can just be one example. One, Mm -hmm. well, two, there's two of us. We can be two examples. We can go out there and we can promote positivity and we Mm -hmm. can show people here are good things going on. And you know what? Maybe only a handful of us actually even care and listen and that's it. Mm -hmm. But maybe a handful of us, that's all that needs. Mm -hmm. You know, we can, we can start a revolution of positivity in this world, Mm -hmm. not convince others to not be negative, but to maybe inspire them to kind of take a step back and go, those guys maybe are actually right. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do something more like that and try to change people from the inside out instead of trying to convince people on the outside when they don't care. They're not going to listen. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is look at yourself. You know, a lot of times you need to look at yourself before you start virtue signaling because yeah. a lot of times you could be, you know, comp- trying to compensate for something. Yeah. And because uh, we're all fallen, we all have flaws and there's, that's never going to change. But, yep. you know, focus on yourself. You'd be surprised how much change you can make. I got to do my best to figure out mm-hmm. ways to be that inspiration, mm-hmm. to be that change. And as Captain Picard is going to be, be the light in the dark times kind of thing, uh, which actually does kind of bring me to an interesting point. We brought this up last week 
It's been in the Facebook group. For those of you in the Facebook group, there's a poll that I posted, which, by the way, if you're in the Facebook group, would you please fill out that poll if you've not already done so? Because many of you have not yet, and I know you're busy and stuff, but please fill it out. I really want your opinions on this. I'm in the process right now of launching a new test series. I mentioned this last week. It's going to be a series of, at this point, I think I've narrowed it down to two new shows, which will just be a three episode, three or four episode run, you know, over the period of three weeks just to test it out, just to see what we all think. But one of those, and I mentioned this last time because I've done this on the show before, you know, we talk about unleashing our superhero. It's going to be episodes, which, you know, if, if it's popular enough and it goes well, it'll turn into its own very own podcast. In addition to the real Brian show interviewing real life superheroes. We bring people on who are real people who have dealt with real issues like we're talking about right now, and they've found their quote superpowers, you know, whatever their strengths are, Mm -hmm. whatever that fortitude is that that got them through this moment Mm -hmm. and then they overcame it. Everybody loves stories of overcome. Give me a break. Yeah. Who doesn't like them, you know, really? Mm -hmm. And they quote unleashed their superhero and made an impact on the world around them. These are positive stories. These are people who are inspiring change in the world. Mm-hmm. Suzanne do a Liz thing that episode if you missed that episode with Suzanne on do a Liz thing you haven't lived episode 68 do a Liz thing with Suzanne Miller go back and listen to it it will change your life a really amazing thing that's going on and I still hear now people who are going out of their way to pay it forward and bless someone that they don't even know mm-hmm. all over the world now because of this mm-hmm so these are the kind of stories we need. And, and this is a series. And I think everybody already wants this based on what I've already seen in the polls and people I've talked to. And then the other one that seemed to really make the most sense was, you know, just talking about all things nerdy. You know, we're just going to get on and we're just going to nerd out on whatever. Nerd just nerdy, 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 nerdy stuff. Fun. It's just going to be. A, be yeah, absolutely. Right. Same kind of thing where it's a, you know, a separate eventually if it turns out into something big, a separate podcast, but it's all under the real Brian show. The number one thing right now is the theme episode thing that we've talked about where we did the Harry Potter stuff and it was all about theme episodes. I have an idea for integrating that theme deep dive episode within the podcast. So if we talk about all things nerdy, yeah, we might be saying here the latest nerdy things that are going on, you know, for the week. But then it's like, you know what? Let's just dive into Star Trek Discovery as a bonus episode. You're going to get your normal weekly episode of all things nerdy or whatever the heck we call it. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, here's a bonus episode of Star Trek Discovery because we, we just can't let this go kind of thing. You just won't stop talking about that. I need to somehow find a way to watch Star Trek Discovery. I have some ideas. Okay. Yeah. Those are some of the ideas. My goal is to launch these next. It's going to be two series. It's going to be all things. I don't have a name for all things nerdy yet because somebody else already has that. So all things nerdy, whatever. It's going to be that. And it's going to be the superhero, you know, summer superhero series. Three to four episodes. We're going to do this in September over the course of about three weeks. Mm hmm. All that being said is we got to get the word out. We got to share this. I want feedback as it's airing. And as when it's done, we need to see if this is something that's like, oh, we so want that. Then I'll do it. And mm-hmm. if it's like, yeah, that was all right. Well, then I won't do it anymore. It'll be fun. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. But mm-hmm. Fridays stay the same. Going back to your point is these shows are designed to bring positivity and a light in the darkness that is surrounding us. <laughs> Storms coming. You brought up Star Trek Discovery. Actually, I did, but. I just reiterated it. Yeah, yeah, I finished it. So I'm going to do a wink, wink, super duper quick wrap on my thoughts. I liked the series. As I've mentioned, there were some issues that I had. Those issues never got resolved or changed, and that's fine. But I actually really enjoyed the series, and I I was very compelled to finish it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Very excited for season two. So it is definitely worth watching. 
I'm now starting to question what I said last week about, oh, I liked Enterprise better. Eh, maybe not. I might actually like Star Trek Discovery better than Enterprise, but one way or the other, really good, very different than all the other series, but yet some really cool nods. A shout out to The Flash. He sent me an article as to why the Klingons looked so different. Thank you, because this was driving me crazy the entire series. And I don't know if this is because of the fan response and they're going, oh, crap, we better figure out like a way to, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it could be. They're not saying oh, that. I'm, but I'm sure. It's probably it's Star a Trek. Yeah. If they don't realize there's going to be a fan response to literally probably every scene. Yeah. Because that's how the Star Trek fans are. I mean, Star Wars fans are that way, too. But the Star Trek fans get really down and dirty. Well, because everyone's like, these are not Klingons. They don't look. And I guess they got a lot of complaints, a lot of uproar mm-hmm. about this because they looked very different and they had mm-hmm. some problems and stuff. And now they're like, well, actually, we have this whole plan and this whole story behind it. Do you really? Or did you do this in response to the fan outcry? Whatever. Who cares? But what they're going to do, and I am actually happy about this, is that they're going to explain all of the different houses of the Klingon Empire. And houses, by the way, are like the families. Just so you know, if you're not a Star Trek fan, they're families. They come from different factions and stuff. It's houses is what they call it. They're now explaining that these Klingons from the different houses have come from different planets within the Klingon Empire. They didn't all come from Kronos. With that being said, there are planetary differences as far as look. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. We have differences of look here within one planet, right? Mm -hmm. And religious differences, hence why they didn't have any hair. They're going to change the Klingons again in season two because it's going to take place years later. And you're going to see different houses from different planets and they might have similar looks to what we're used to and stuff. So I thought, okay, that, that actually satisfies my gripe about it. Whether it was a fan response or something they had all along intended, it's kind of a cool idea because it actually does make sense. Mm-hmm. They come from different planets with different religious I, I think if they're going to make good on it, they might want to expand on that further within the next, you know, seasons. Yeah. It might, it might make it pretty interesting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. But there you go. So thanks, Martin, for sending that one over. And they, and they could always wrap it around to the original series when the Klingons looked a little bit norm, more normal too, you know? Yeah, well, I and that was, that was explained in Enterprise. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. See, yeah, I'm already lost. Yeah. Well, you just need to go watch more Star Trek. <laughs> I <know>. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Speaking, Sorry. Speaking of something I know you do like is Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah have you yeah. seen the new Fallout yet? I, I haven't. I oh, haven't. Okay. Um, I won't give too much away then. I, I haven't been able to go to the theater as much recently. That's right. Uh, like at all. That's true. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. It was good. I, I heard it was really good. Some people have said that it is one of the best of the series. Mm-hmm. I think I would actually agree with that. Good. And I was kind of thinking like, how would you rank your Mission Impossibles? This is number six. Yeah. Wow. And everyone's like, so this is a funny fact. I guess Wilford Brimley in Cocoon was younger in Diabetes. that movie than Tom Cruise is in, in fallout. Yeah. And he looked like, you know, twice Tom Cruise's age mm-hmm. is that diabetes. Yeah. He's the diabetes guy. He's the diabetes guy. Yep. yep. That's right. I actually saw him in another movie recently. Really? I actually watched a movie. I watched a couple movies recently. I've reached a milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since uh, my son was born in May. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get through a movie. So whenever I actually f- finish a movie, at least at home, it's always a, you know, a, a celebratory moment. I like that. So we uh, did it. We did it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Woo. We didn't even have to get up from our seat. Usually we had to do at least once, but still if we finished it, but yeah, we watched the, the thing from 1982. It's a John Carpenter yeah, horror I've movie. I've never seen it. You haven't? No. Now I'm not really super into horror, but this is easily one of my favorites. And I forgot that he was in it. He plays one of the doctors and he goes a little crazy in the movie for for obvious, for, for good reasons as, as you watch it. But I was like, Hey, it's Wilford Brimley, the yeah. diabetes guy. He didn't have any 
facial hair though, so it kind oh. of threw me off. Yeah, it doesn't have that crazy mustache. Nope, That's no awesome. mustache, yeah. no mustache. But that was a great flick. Interesting. It is a good that holds up still the to this thing. day. After playing Alien Isolation, I want to go back through and watch Alien and Aliens again. Well, really? I got those two. I know. See, and you've got Ready Player One, and I still haven't seen oh, Quiet Place man. because you watched it without me. Because your wife yep. wanted to watch it and you yep. had to honor your wife over me. Yep. I just had to. I unfortunately scarred her for life with that too. So <laughs> maybe it wasn't the best idea, but no, it's okay. She does come first. Let, <laughs> we let, actually, let's we just actually have a funny joke with that because it came out in May yeah. of this, of the past year. Oh, that's right. And there's a scene where the, the character is pregnant. I won't give too much away. No spoilers, but anyway, there's it cause it's in the previews, but my wife was pregnant during May, gave birth on the 31st of May, literally right at the end. But she was like, I can't go watch that, that movie. You know, even though I'm a big fan of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, I can't go watch that because it, I'll go into labor in the theater. <laughs> if there's a, you know, if there's a scene, cause it's so tense, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, well, one day we're going to be able to watch this together. And, you know, she's like, I can't, I get, I watch the previews and I just get so, I get so nervous, you know, and everything. I'm like, one day we're going to sit down and watch it. And I just bought it one day. I got it for cheap. You know, I think she thought we were going to watch uh, one other movie, oh, but geez. I just turned on, you know, quiet place. And I just kind of grabbed her. I'm like, we're going to watch this. And she like, still hates me for it, but wow. she also is like, oh, thank you. I'm so glad, maybe, maybe I'm you, glad it's just out of my consciousness. Oh, I was going to say, maybe you didn't honor your wife. That was, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's up in the air. Right? <laughs> You can ask her. (laughs) Hey, so how do you rate your mission impossibles? I don't, I can't give an exact order. My favorite one is ghost protocol. Really? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. One to me is just so classic. It is. That's more classic spy. Yes. Yeah. Whereas the other ones were more action, you know, and number two was a huge departure because I was, I think it was a John Woo film. Yeah. It was huge departure. And I think people liked it at the time, but since then it's people are like, it's a little cheesy. It just didn't fit. It didn't. Yeah. It It still doesn't fit to me. This new one, black sheet fallout reminds me like a good combination between, you know, ghost protocol, rogue nation, but then also the classic spy from one. Yeah. It had a lot of that original and it's really, it is funny, but I mean, to me, one's always been my favorite, but I loved four and five. I mean, I had no problems with them. Three, I don't remember very much. And two, that was I, actually JJ Abrams flick. So is this one? Is it fallouts? JJ. Really? Yep. Did he direct it or just produce it? He produced it. I don't know if he directed it or not. I didn't see yeah, it. Cause I think three actually directed it and okay. it has a lot of that, kind of that very intense fast paced JJ Abrams style. Yeah. This one kind of did too. I like three, but it was a good balance, which I I was very impressed with. Yeah. Now you watched the dark Knight again though. And this is, I did. It came on Netflix. We teased this earlier. You know, I've been talking about the, the nerd card a couple of times and I think I'm about to lose it, but you know, again, we watched a whole movie, a long movie. Yay. The dark Dark Knight, which was great. Christian Bale, man. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a little overrated. What? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. that is (laughs) i know i was surprised i and i i was so hyped for it back in 2008 yeah i was so hyped but again i was so hyped for batman begins when it came out and i revisited and there's some problems with it you know i feel like the action scenes are pretty lame the the actress who played rachel you know she it wasn't what's her name it was the other what's her name yeah she did not do a good job and then they 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 got they got a new girl they got uh jill hall uh what's her name maggie jill hall yes yeah yes. For, for the sequel which i think was a good idea jake's sister jake's sister yeah. yes yes it just didn't do it for me there was a lot of good in it don't yeah. don't, don't get me wrong it's not like a bad movie or yeah. anything but you are correct that but when Dark it's night 
Yeah. 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 The, the Dark Knight, I mean, it has like a 93% of Rotten Tomatoes or yeah. like it's the greatest superhero film of all time. Yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with that quite. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think it's held up very well. I feel like there's a lot of plot holes. You go in there, there's quite a few plot holes. Mm. I don't understand how the Joker got so powerful. There's just little aspects of it that bug me. Have you ever watched just kind of the extras and the ancillary characters, how they talk to the camera and just... They're not very convincing. That's just a pet peeve of mine. And I don't know if anybody else sees it, but I also saw it in The Dark Knight Rises. And I don't know what it is, but with mm. Christopher Nolan with his extras and those characters that aren't only have a couple lines, maybe one tiny scene, they kind of affect the overall environment of the movie. And they're just not very convincing. And they're kind of put in there, I feel like, kind of haphazardly. Yeah. Um, I feel like the action still could be better. It was a little overlong. And where's the FBI? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Because in every movie, whenever a big terrorist thing happens or anything, the FBI always comes in. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a movie trope. And they're always jerks, you know, bossing around the uh, local PD. It's like, do they just give up on Gotham? There's like, all right, you know, who cares? Yeah. Who cares about Gotham anymore? Just let them burn, you know, mm-hmm. over there. Which I actually wouldn't be surprised if that is their policy. But it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, yeah. it's like, where's the FBI? Why are they all just left to their own? Are they on an island, you know? Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> it's just kind of strange, you know? I would, Why is it not as good as you remember? Is it because you've seen the new Batmans and just seen new movies in general? And so in comparison, it just feels dated now? Yeah. There's there's some politics back from the 2008 as well that kind of enter and it just seems a little outdated. Not that it offends me or anything, or it just it just seems outdated. Heath Ledger's take on the Joker I still think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't take your eyes off him when he's on the screen. He does yeah. an amazing job, and he won he won he won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for that, and I think he deserved it. Yeah, um, I laughed more at his performances last time I watched it. Maybe at times where it wasn't supposed to, but maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe it was kind of that subtle humor he brought to to the Joker, which I think is important for his overall character. It just didn't grab me like I used to. And I can go back and visit movies that are way old and I've seen yeah. hundreds of times and I still well, love. Like you said, the thing stands the, the up. The thing, yeah. yeah. Terminator 2, yeah. believe me, I watched that a lot and it still gets to me. Yeah. You know, It's really amazing. And this one, I was so hyped for it. I watched it a ton of the time and I wa- came back and it just, I was surprised. A lot of my reference of what I love as Batman comes from the animated series as well mm-hmm. as the video games, the mm-hmm. Arkham series. Those are so, I think those encapsulate Batman better than anything. I'm sure. And I know, and they're, they're more comic books. They're a little more silly, but they also touch on kind of the tortured soul of Bruce Wayne, which I think is really important. Yeah. And I think a lot of Batmans miss that. I think the Tim Burton's Batman missed that, which I, you know, I think oh, it yeah. was more. He was of, not tortured. It, yeah. It was more yeah. of a visual. Batflex version is definitely it was very more tortured. Focus on the villains. Yeah. They touch on it slightly. Yeah very very little on uh with the christopher nolan ones but i just i always i love the batman animated series as well as the games because those are kind of a collaboration i mean that's kind of how star wars has been too you look at some of the star wars games and you look at star wars rebels and i think Mm -hmm. they encapsulated the charm and the story of star wars better than the latest two movies Mm -hmm. have i think that actually brings up a really fun point we should go through this now in, in future podcasts now and be like okay here's a new movie go watch a new movie and then go go watch an old movie and see if they hold up you know, and, and like you said, the thing holds up. I, I want to go back and like I said, rewatch Alien and Aliens. I know those hold up. Interesting to go back and watch some of these older movies and go, dang, that's just still as good today as it was back mm-hmm. then, which to me is a mm-hmm. mark of a really, really well done movie. Yeah. And and I, I judge movies based off that, yeah. you know, and it's so funny because you'll see these movies which were panned. Did you know that the Sandlot has like a, fi- a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm. 
I watch that and it's classic. I mean, it touches me every time. Mm. I don't really understand why there's so much hate. Would I say it's Godfather? No, but it's yeah. a wonderful flick. I think people's, yeah. you know, your opinions, again, this touches back on your opinions and your feelings are allowed to evolve over time. We shouldn't sure. be judged on something we said 10 years ago, you know, yeah. especially if we're expected to change. And then there's the quintessential experiences, you know, where it's like, okay, this movie was definitely an 80s movie or definitely a 90s yeah. movie. And it's funny, you think like everybody talks about Breakfast Club and, you know, some of those. And uh-huh. then you think about like Clueless from the 90s and stuff. But that's exactly what they're supposed to be. Yeah. They are supposed to be 80s, yeah. 90s, you know, that kind of thing. You can and so it. they are dated on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so they still hold up because it's supposed to be that, which is really interesting. Well, too. it's, it's kind of like going back and saying, oh, back to the future. Yeah, it's so 1985. I'm like, that was the whole point. Exactly. You went from 85 to 55. Yeah. You went from a very 80s environment to a 50s environment. And it still holds up. Well, yeah, because it's, it's meant to be those two periods and they're represented very, very well. And their characters are fit in perfectly with those timelines. You're not yeah. supposed to view it. And yeah. I went back and watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, you know, it's a very 80s movie Classic. and I love it. It's so funny because yep. it just encapsulates that spirit. It's not yep. trying to be modern. Yeah, you know? It'd be interesting to kind of you know look at movies more like that. Which ones have really held up like we just said and then which ones haven't. Mm-hmm. Throwback movie day. Be kind of fun to do once in a while. Yeah. You know, you really should eat cookie dough. You know, recently I've been I've been thinking a lot about like some health routines and it's so hard to find a really good and be in a good, you know, exercise and health routine, you know, and, and I think the trick is this, you know, discover what you enjoy and are motivated to actually do because I hear so much of this all the time and I've said it myself, but like, oh, I, I should work out. Well, it's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> I, I should eat healthier. Not going to work. You know, it's just it isn't going to happen, right? When you're should everything, you're not going to do it. So finding that motivation, that long term healthy routine that's actually going to work, you know, and that's actually a question that I'm going after right now because a lot of the famous health crazes that are out there right now, it's all showing these beautiful people, you know, six pack abs, you know, (laughs) you can look like this too. If you just hate your life and eat nothing again, you know, and they're promising all this stuff and it's really hard to do. Like you want to go, okay, I actually love eating this food. And it is healthy for me, you know, and I'm motivated to do it. And it's a long-term lifestyle choice rather than just some fad that, you know, I forget Mm -hmm. about in six weeks or whatever. I love doing this form of activity, exercise, whatever it is that you like to do. I'm motivated. I want to go do it. That's basketball for me. I'm in that process right now of trying to figure out what is sustainable Mm -hmm. and what am I going to be motivated to do on a a long-term basis. And I think I know for the most part, but, you know, I'm trying to figure that out too. And then part of that goes back to, most of the people that I know in this world, we are not probably going to look like the green arrow with our six pack, eight pack abs, because one, most of us probably aren't motivated enough to go spend six hours in the gym every day. Some are, and that's cool. Most of us are just like, I just want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I want to have energy. I want to feel good, right? Yeah. Going after some of these, like, I want to look like that. You know, you really don't. You're going to hate your life. You're going to hate everything about you, you know? So here's my encouragement for you. And I've said this before, eat the freaking cookie, you know, be healthy, eat the yeah. freaking cookie. Cookie dough really is healthy for you. <laughs> it really is. You know, go eat some cookie dough Good for your soul. Relax. Just say, you know what? I'm going to need some cookie dough tonight. Now, and don't feel bad about it. Just have some fun. Yeah. And yeah, you know, okay. Finding something that's sustainable and saying, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't eat cookie dough every single night, you know, for three meals a day or whatever, but you know, I'm going to eat it tonight. I'm going to have fun with it. So go eat some cookie dough. Okay. A lot of times just getting through the day, you just need a little reward at the end of the day. Have a little cookie. Once in a while. It's a treat. It's not a staple. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. right. Now, for for glutards like you, (laughs) 
<laughs> which is uh you know yeah. gluten-free people yeah my mm. mom's celiac you've definitely you're insensitive yeah you're an insensitive person yeah 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 <laughs> made your wife watch super a quiet place i know quiet place hey i didn't do it while she was pregnant did it afterwards yeah, yeah. it was so you're semi-sensitive semi i'm yeah. halfway there i'm getting there i'm changing i'm evolving <laughs> my sensibility you made a mistake i'm gonna judge you forever for the rest of your <laughs> life you make that joke yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've i've moved on but um yeah and the thing is, is i did the i did the gluten-free thing way before it was a hipster popular thing to yeah, do yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I i think i invented it actually it was yeah. here in colorado you are captain glutard i am captain glutard yeah. and i was that a long time ago yeah. remember oh yeah. yeah long time ago yeah there is gluten-free cookie dough that is also vegan okay we get them at the natural grocers okay. and apparently there are a lot of gluten-free vegan cookie doughs that are out there that oh are really there's good. plenty yeah. but this one that we have you just again natural grocers they have double chocolate with like macadamia or something like that and they have like mm-hmm. regular chocolate chip and i mm-hmm. think they have a snickerdoodle too yeah. i think so <laughs> dude it's okay now i am super duper picky with my cookies because i make my own cookies and i am like my recipe is it's the best yeah. all right it's amazing but you know you don't want to eat necessarily raw eggs unless you know mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is the you know again it's vegan, it's egg free, and it's also gluten free. And I'm really picky about gluten free too because I know there's some you know cardboard crap out there, uh-huh. Ezekiel bread. So I <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that stuff is heinous. So is. this stuff is phenomenal and it tastes about as close to real cookie dough that I've ever tasted. That's awesome. It's great. That's so awesome. I highly recommend if I could ever yeah. find the stupid brand, I'll, I'll post it. Yeah. Well, I, I know your feeling of having a product. It's like, oh, so good. And you, especially gluten free, they can be elusive sometimes. And yeah. then all of a sudden you don't know the name of it. And it feels like it's lost forever. Yeah. Having me at Costco, they yeah. actually, they had these double pizzas. They were like these Supreme pizzas with all these toppings. I got them for the longest time. Then all of a sudden Costco stopped carrying them, but they were that's given typical. I don't know what they're called. I don't know where to find them anymore. And it breaks my heart every time I think about it. Cause it was, and it was one of those things. It tasted wonderful. My wife who's not gluten, she just absolutely loved it too. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this tastes just as good as real pizza. See that's and now it's gone forever. <laughs> so I feel yeah, yeah it, it's very sad. The it's search, the search real. continues. The search. Help me find the old, Costco gluten-free pizza that is evading pizza Trek three, the search pizza. for yeah. Supreme Spock. Supreme. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on. All right. Well, Hey, you know what? We got to talk more about gluten-free lifestyles because you know, you being in a glutard actually will be a plenty. lot of stories. You didn't share any dentistry stories today. Any cavity search stories. They're coming. So we have to wait. I need, I need to make some more. Uh, we got to wait. You're going to make, <laughs> I need to go make some memories. <laughs> Open wide. I'm telling you. The, uh, the office staff goes, Batman. Uh-oh. Batman. You walk in, you know, your boss or whatever's like, yeah. why are you dressed like Batman? <laughs> Shh. I am the boss. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in. Okay. Dr. Rob dog will come to see you now. And all of a sudden it's like, what's happening in your mouth? This sucks. I can't turn my head. I can barely <laughs> see too. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. All right. Please. As a reminder, go fill out that poll on the Facebook group about the shows, you know, ideas that you like and tell me what you think about doing a superhero series of interviewing real life superheroes as well as the uh, all things nerdy thing. And then we'll, we'll do some theme episodes within all of these shows, including even the real Brian show. So don't worry. It's just like, we're just expanding, not waistlines. We're expanding our shows. No, I am. Well, okay. I used to be like the green arrow, but unfortunately, yeah, now you're, that's changed more like the penguin. Yeah. Raw fish tastes amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what the music means. Uh, that That is actually really good. You remember, um, I can't remember what he said, but Cobblepot, man. <laughs> Cobble 
hot. That's that's what we should uh, we should bring on Mr. Professor. Co- oh, forget it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> realbryanshow.com. Please join the Facebook group and uh, all that good stuff. But thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Real Brian Show. Signing off. Bye-bye. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.